Um, uh, what's up with the uh, Miller Lights in this room? Oh yeah, I'll get you one. Hang on. Let's intro this shit. Do it, Matt. We have it. We have it. That's right. Enoch, take it away. That's right. Welcome back. Season two, Nice Price Podcast. Season two, episode. Opportune timing on that. Uh, maybe, maybe that might have been that song you just loved, um, <laughs> depending on how it fit with the flow of the episode, editing wise. Either way, you heard Chattahoochee, that song you love. That's true. You heard the the best ten seconds of that song you love. Um, you guys, the best ten seconds, the end. Um, it's the one where he says, "That's right." So, which gets <laughs> right. high marks from me. Sure, <laughs> that's right. That kind of reminds me of like a Frasier, like the Frasier theme song, but like a country version. When you just hear him say, that's right at the end. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Scrambled eggs all over the place. That's right. All over the place. <laughs> Wild morning. What do we got going on here, Enoch? Technical difficulties. You went, you went quiet. You, you started off strong, went quiet pretty quickly. Well, as you may have noticed, uh, it's an RIP Alley B situation here. Um, condolences to our friends and family. But it's also led to some... Technical difficulties, since I don't know how to do this. Since you have three troglodytes trying to work this uh, yep. sound equipment. A couple more on. Poss- well, possibly some bad wires also. There's a lot of... Circuitry. A lot of, like, Rice Krispie sounds in my ear. Circuitry. <laughs> or circus tree, as Nathan also <laughs> Circus tree. <laughs> circuitry. I don't know. Circuitry. All right. So, yeah. Uh, just some technical difficulties. That's what I'm dealing with. Matt's I'm about to go phone. sans can. Honestly, I can't take it. <laughs> hey, we've done a whole episode I'm sans on my cans. phone. I'm looking up notes. <laughs> I didn't know what I was looking up. I saw you texting. Who are you? T- Actually, you know what? This is the rule. You got to read out the text. Nope. Yep. Read it out loud. No way, Jose. <laughs> Hang on. Never happened. Is it a dirty little naughty text? <laughs> Dear mommy. <laughs> Dear mommy. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> I, know, I know Christmas is a couple hundred days away, but while I've got you here, I got a couple of requests. Not a chance. Read the text. No. Why not? We might as well move along. This is not going to happen. It's just going to be saying you read it and me saying no over and over again. All right. Well, okay. For the listener hanging here, we're going to do this for about 30 okay, minutes. What if, what if we just try to guess what the text was, and then if we get it, you have to say yes? Yes. Uh, okay. All right. Tell us who was it to? Richie Reno. Oh. Um, it's very long, and it's like, like it's not a okay, interesting just give thing. Me one cl- how many times do you say hot buns? No, it's just... Uh, Okay, it's about the fucking uh, Leaving Neverland. You want to go into that? Uh, yeah, I have not <clears> seen <throat> it, actually. It was me basically saying, woo, loaded question. Let me get back to you on this later. Whoa, what was the question? <laughs> Separating artist and art, shit like uh, that. Oh, okay. I thought do it you was think like... what he did was wrong? <laughs> this was, yeah, this yeah. was the lead-in. <laughs> yeah. so, was, it, was it bad to do so that So what's your stance on that? <laughs> For the listener, that voice you keep hearing, that's Nathan. Uh, what's his, do we have an alter ego? Rice. Nathan Rice. Nathan Rice. From the <laughs> like Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice's like cousin. Kid. From the Rice Price <laughs> Son podcast. Of Son of Jerry, baby. Oh, from the Nice Rice podcast. You wish. 
Um, shut up, Grateful Zed. Dead reference there. Uh, same birthday. It's true. As Jerry. August 1st. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Song. Same year. <laughs> Nathan's old as shit. For the listener. Same number Similar of fingers. Similar styles, too. 5,000 years old. <laughs> both have nine and a half fingers. Both wear sweatpants. <laughs> on stage. God, I wish I could do that. That's when you know you've you made really it. You wear sweatpants in real life. I, I know, because I can't. Because I'm not cool enough. I'm, I'm saying in, you don't wear them at home, I don't think. I've introduced them into my life no, over the past year or two. I, I, I have fucked so with them at, at, the house, at the house. I have fucked with them, and they are nice, and I love them. And I think that once you hit a level of success, then you can wear sweatpants on the stage. Success, and I know this arrangement, not just because, not just because of Jerry, but also because he was famous. The, uh, I looked up at <laughs> one point. He was out of his gourd. <laughs> you know, were you there when we were looking up who's the, the most attended concerts of all time? Uh, I know the answer, but I know, but the answer was Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart. Yeah. And so we Googled that oh, and wait, he comes out in like solo. fucking sweatpants. <laughs> he looks like, 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 pajamas basically maybe we did because that guy comes out and bricks the worst solo ever on like a cover of a sam cook song the whole thing's bizarre <laughs> so it makes bad. no sense it's right after rod stewart was relevant and by that i mean like 97 do you think i'm sexy at era wasn't it i thought it was like 80s i think it's 90 like 96 oh, wow. 97 but it was a free concert in like sao paulo brazil no rio de janeiro who the fuck knows one of those big ass cities in brazil and honest to god like three hundred thousand people no i think it's like a million a million. I swear One to God, million, I think it's like a million. A million. <laughs> Is that even possible? Hey, Siri. <laughs> not 500,000. How many 600, people like 000. Rod Stewart? Less than we're at that show. I tell you, as, if it's as many people as bought that fucking songbook CD from Starbucks. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah, man. Am I right, guys? I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. For the listener, there was like lots of laughter. There's like a technical issue. Um, so Nathan Rice is here. Um, Rod Stewart, three point five million. <laughs> it's impossible, dude. I swear to God, that's what it fucking says. I'm not says. saying you're wrong. I'm saying how the hell could three point five million people fit in a county? Like, let alone at a concert. Define concert. True. <laughs> that makes no sense. Yeah. How how they fit? Uh, I mean, they're just in the same city, and they're like, yeah, they they showed it. They're here for Rod. It was a it was <laughs> like, a live I broadcast. Live here. They're all at home watching television. It's at. You know where it's at? Well, the Seacom Park, Copacabana <laughs> Beach. Hell yeah, dude! God, this shit rules. Is that a real New Year's place? Eve, Rio de Janeiro, three point five million. Let's book a gig there. That's obscene, dude. The next two positions are Jean Michael Jarre or J A R R E. Oh, as, as Kev called him, Jean Michael Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Not kidding. Yeah, Jean Jean Michel Jarre, I believe is his name. Yeah, he's played to over two million people twice. That's who? Whomst? Lots. Whomst, whomst attended these? Who won four million people? Oh, wait, was it two nights? Same event? He sold out the first one at two million? So had a second, <laughs> night, a second. Had a second night? One was four. Same set. One, <laughs> one was in Paris for Bastille Day. Gosh. Oh, God. Never mind. You didn't tell me it was Bastille Day. And then course. one was in Moscow. Two of the top four most well attended oh, concerts of all time are in Moscow. Real question. Jean Michael Michel Jericho show or have us beat the bottoms of your feet with hammers. Like, oh, real like real question. You don't answer. Okay. I want to see if he knows. I don't know for the record. Mouth closed. What's Bastille Day? <laughs> What's Bastille Day? Yeah. Ooh, probably involves croissants. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Croissant eating contest. Do you know what it is? Fuck no. See, I thought you would, for some reason, I thought you would know the answer. That's got to be war related. Some someone was freed. Yeah, somebody was freed, or somebody won. 
That might be maybe that's or their loss. that's their V day, their victory day, or a D day. <laughs> v and D day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nathan's twelve. Everyone, Nathan Rice, twelve year old. Uh, um, so if you know what Bastille Day, that's at the Nice Price Podcast. It's no Boxing Day. I'll tell you that. You don't know what that is. I do. It's a Canadian holiday. It's the day after Christmas. It's, yeah, I, yeah. And it's about boxes. It's like about all the boxes you I get knew, or something. Sort, I knew that sort of. It's so weird how I much cool shit comes boxes. out of Canada and how much of the worst shit ever comes out of Canada. What's the cool shit besides the band and Neil Young? Like those two, Leonard Cohen. All right. Um, a lot of bands. Mostly cities, music. Cities music, are cool. Entertainment related. Yeah, fun, fun, like, fun places to go. Hmm. Uh, who else? Trailer Park Boys, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, those guys are funny. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah, dudes, yeah. With that one guy that just gets drunk all the time? The one dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guy who eats the cheeseburger locker? I like that guy, too. Whew, I don't know what you're talking about, but Randy. I wish I did. <laughs> one time there's a guy who eats a lot of cheeseburgers. They called him Cheeseburger Locker on the show one time. It's <laughs> not real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a good one. George St. Pierre, maybe the best MMA fighter of all time. We're just naming Canadians. It appears to be what we're doing on this <laughs> show now. Well, I, well, you're the one who came with this quiz show idea. I just wanted to know what Bastille Day was. Um, so, Matt, what you been up to since our last episode? <laughs> oh, man, where do I begin? Um, come back to me. I don't really know Nathan, off the top of my head. I've been... Since the last time you were on the, on this podcast, <laughs> what, have, what, hmm. what, have, what, was, what have you been doing? Not much. Oh, <laughs> shit. It's their 4th of July. Bastille Day. Why do they call it that then? Instead of... <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, why do they just call it 4th of July like we do? <laughs> uh, it's the 14th of July each year. Mm. It is commonly called La Fête Nationale. Uh, Bastille Day is the... Uh, ironically, I think the English is the word that we gave it. They don't call it Bastille Day. We do. What day is it? Which is ironic because we don't... I don't know Bastille... Uh, July 14th. July 14th. Mm-hmm. It's their, like, the storming of the Bastille, excuse me, on July 14th, 1789, a turning point in the French Revolution. So it's, it's exactly like our 4th of July. Shout out to Bastille Day. Good I don't know if they even do, like, shit like we do with jets and flags and flag colors and stuff. Hmm. Who did it first, though? I guess us. Probably. I mean, we were a little bit before them on the Revolution. We're probably before them on the jets. <laughs> I gotta assume we're at the forefront of jets, jets, like America, flying jets. Anything jet related, I think America's on the forefront of that. What about the band? Not, would that not be like a? They're Australians, right? The band, the Jets? No, just Jet. You know the one. I think they're on the football team. Who I would like to point out suck. Could that? Could that maybe been like a German engineering thing too? Jet Not the technology. airplane, but I feel like our Air Force, I, like America, I mean, for better or worse, you know, what, what with the industrial war complex, but uh, uh, we are at the forefront uh, of pretty much all military technology uh, <laughs> and jets and fighter jets and Air Force being a part of that. Got it. What so, have you been up to since we last spoke? I joined the Air Force. That's why I got all this pro <laughs> Air Force I'm flying talk. jets. <laughs> I'm, I'm real into jets lately. Uh, what have I been up to? Here's one thing that's big news I want to tell you about. Matt, are you familiar with social media? Oh, am I familiar? All over it, baby. You familiar with like followers and influencers? Influencers, likes, retweets. Mm-hmm. Got them all. You got them all. 
Well, we've got a new follower. <laughs> um, I know where this is going. Well, I wouldn't say follower. I got to find his profile. He tagged us in a photo. Um, I'm going to go ahead and shout him out. Sure. No shame. Whatever. Whatever Chris you're into. Chris Kadusky, whoever the fuck you are. <laughs> um, we got a random tag, and it was like, Chris Kadusky has tagged you in a photo. And I was like, that's odd. Who the fuck is Chris Kadusky? And the photo, he had bought a copy of The Bird's Greatest Hits on Compact Disc. And in the bottom left corner of the cover was the the Nice Price sticker. Which, if you don't know, it's our logo, but it's an homage to the sticker that you would see on LPs and CDs over the years. Yeah, 70s, the, 80s, the sometimes nice 90s. The Nice Price, that little black and gold. Oh, yeah. It had that on there. And he was clearly trying to tag that the idea of a cheap item i guess sure <laughs> like his first idea yeah. is weird it's like if you tagged like a sale like, like why would that sticker <laughs> from the 80s have a instagram account <laughs> or even <laughs> to, to look up to, yeah. to link yeah. it to it's really just like a sticker that said for like sale right <laughs> like, right doesn't make any sense anyway so a man goes for it obviously our logo looking very similar when he's searching to tag the idea of the nice price that pops up. Or maybe he searched the hashtag. Maybe it was a hashtag search, and because it'll come up if you just have it under all. Either way. I think he what he did, I'm guessing here, I think he clicked the photograph. He Let me see this photograph. typed in the nice price, and our logo pops up, and it looks just like that logo. Sure. So it goes, boop, and he clicks it. Um, and I said, oh, that's weird. What, an, what a weird guy. Who is this person? So I go to his profile, and... And you realize you were like, oh, got it. That CD has that sticker on it. Right. And then I was like, Seems well, who normal is this enough dude? So far. Does he live in Raleigh? How do you find out about the pod? Is he a big fan? He's a fan of something. And I scrolled down. Number I one, the birds. Number two. There's several odd photos just right off. Okay, for example, this one, Matt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, what that could possibly uh-huh. mean, I have the fucking Me idea. <laughs> just a pure mystery of, and I, as though that's content. Who could possibly want to see How that? How many likes? How many followers he's, does this he's guy pointing have? Out two at likes. The, he's pointing at the thing that looks like the, uh, the sun. Logo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nathan's into this, but um, <laughs> he's got five thousand four hundred ninety-six followers, huh. which is really confusing. And only two likes. Yes, thirty-six hundred following. I have a feeling a lot of his followers uh-huh. maybe aren't uh, people and more of a bot. But sure. um, I noticed as I scrolled down, more and more pictures of women's feet. <laughs> he's a foot fetishist. Are you sure they're women's feet? It's very, very, very clear. Um, here's a pretty spicy one, Matt. Thoughts? <laughs> I like the anklet. <laughs> Thoughts on this photograph? Are you sure that's a lady's foot? <laughs> Same I'll question. For the listener, I'll post this online. And again, I'm not shaming the foot fetishist. Um, I am perplexed by the idea. Like, if he stumbled across that photo and liked it, why would you post it to your Instagram? That's what I don't understand. Maybe that's why he's got all these fucking followers. How many How many did that have? Uh, Are there like hashtags and shit? Seven likes. For like no. no hashtags, no comments, no captions. Just also a lot of photos of Taylor Swift. Hmm. Because um, I could see if, it, if he was using like hashtags that it would, he could use it for like networking and getting like traffic yeah. to find other well, foot freaks. Yeah. <laughs> and also I'd like to point out these photos. And this is the part that actually I think is whack and kind of... It, well, you know what I'm saying, uh, is that these are not uh, these are not models posing for foot photos. These are uh, candid photos of strangers in public where their feet happen to be visible and featured. And he's like huh. honing in. Like these are not models that are like, hey, look, you're in the feet. Here's a foot photo. These are usually 
photo. Well, this one, someone is um, has been restrained and is having their feet. That tangled. one's definitely from a site. <laughs> yeah, like a, a. He's just tickling her feet. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, and there's a lot of just weird photos on here, man, that trip me out. Anyway, Chris Kudusky, um Shout out! Thanks for the thanks for the tag. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the follow. Um, like this one, uh, we should like, have him on as a guest. Like this one, what's up? And See, this just looks like, other than the red finger, toenails, this looks like it could be anybody's feet. Not necessarily gender, gender specific. <laughs> you know what? Nathan's really honing on something. He wants to talk about it. <laughs> so Nathan, you're saying we can't tell the difference between men's feet and women's feet? That one I wouldn't necessarily be able to. I, I'm saying that the first it's not that are... different for that picture. Or wait, I, I mean, I, I. From the bottom, I guess. I feel like you can. I could tell. Could you? Yeah. We should set this well, up. Well, certainly yours. Well, mine, yeah. <laughs> Look at a fucking hobbit. Yeah, Nathan's got hooves for the listener. Um, like, maybe me and Peggy Hill, maybe. <laughs> um, Mac, can you grab me? Oh, I got it. That's all I feel like, yeah. I feel like I could tell if they're men's or women's feet all the time. Hmm. Like, I feel like they're the exact same on both. What? His foot's a foot. No. I don't know about all hands that. Hands aren't hands and feet aren't feet. I would no. say I would hands say are different. I would say hands are more just hands than feet are just feet. I would say, 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 say the reverse. I would say the reverse. You think hands vary in appearance more than feet do? Yeah. From person to person, you're out yeah. of your fucking mind. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just don't pay attention. It's, it's five o'clock everywhere. There's that song you love. My man, this is gross. Let's move along. Oh, anyway, so Matt, what have you been up to? Man, I don't know. Uh, we were here, let's see, last week. It was Mardi Gras this week. Anyone celebrate Mardi Gras in any sort of way? Here's a real question for you. What's Mardi? I know I know what Mardi Gras is, but I don't know what Mardi Gras is. The origins of it, I don't know. Nathan? To be honest with you. Any ideas? It's like a Catholic thing, right? <laughs> I, I assume not. I mean, like originally, it lines up with the fucking Good Friday shit. That's a good we point. We saw that lady and with the fucking ash, the ash on her face. For the listener, Nathan made a distinct swastika fat hand, <laughs> hand drawing on his on his forehead. No, I did think it was a tat, though, for a sec. I was just, like, too far away to see the details. He told me you thought it was a Takashi 69 tattoo <laughs> on, on a strange woman's face. Like a 40-year-old woman walking down the street with a fucking 69 face tattoo. Like, damn, this shit go mainstream. Whoa, this were, whoa is that Janet? <laughs> Hey guys, Janet got a face tat. Um, yeah, I, I hadn't thought about that because of the, the fact that it's a French word. I thought it was more the um, like a, a voodoo uh, inspired New Orleans thing. Right. I th- I've same. Um, Mardi Gras or Fat Tuesday refers to events of the carnival celebration beginning on or after the Christian feasts of the Epiphany and culminating on the day before Ash Wednesday. Uh, Mardi Gras is literally French for Fat Tuesday, mm. reflecting the practice of the last night of eating rich fatty foods before the ritual fasting of the Lenten season. Matt, would you give up for Lent this year? Jack shit. Not much of a homework. Guy. Yeah. On that classic move. <clears throat> hey guys, guess I'm gonna give up for um I'm gonna give up uh, and then it's something you're supposed to be. I'm gonna give up doing laundry. <laughs> Nathan, what'd you give up for lunch this year? You're twelve, you don't get to decide that. Uh one sec. <laughs> I gotta text somebody. Ouch. <laughs> Make get, go through the fucking thing with them. Who are you texting? Read it oh, out yeah. loud. Perfect. I, I, it's, Thank a, you. it's a work text. Very private. 
<laughs> just read it out loud. Very private. I guess it could be City Plaza, but that would put a smaller bill at Red Hat. There you go. Riveting. That's some inside baseball for the listener. You love baseball. Oh, what's up with this Raleigh baseball thing? I do love baseball. Great segue. So, um, as previously discussed in the pod, I joined a Sandlot baseball team. Y'all are trying to go pro? And we want to play in the bigs, man. I think we've got what it takes. I've hit a couple of times a BP where someone's basically underhanding the ball to me, and I feel like I can handle major league pitching now. Sure. No, uh, but the Raleigh Reapers, the team I play with, we don't play against anyone. We're all we're all on the same team of just baseball lovers. Sure. Um, but one of the a couple of the members of that team are the people headline spearheading this. Uh, bring an MLB team to Raleigh. Nine one nine MLB, MLB nine one nine MLB to Raleigh, Raleigh baseball, the whole thing. And um, I'm just simply helping to <clears throat> tell people that I think it's they a good just idea. have. So was it announced that MLB is thinking about expanding? Yes. Yeah, so or do they just have this idea. Out of the blue? Wonderful question, Matt. Um, so. I've heard this so Ex- many times now. Expansion. I've heard nothing other than like Jed Gant and you post about it. Um, expansion. Baseball has not, MLB has not officially announced that they're expanding two teams. It has been expected slash presumed for a long time now because uh, there's 30 teams in the MLB right now, which is 15 on each league, which having, an, therefore, the league, there's one division that has one more team than the other. It, it would make so much more sense to just go to 16 and 16. And baseball, though nationally not as big of a deal in like, the idea of like how football is huge. So boring. Um, so like the Super Bowl is like the biggest thing in the world, right? But like people don't watch like the national baseball. But in markets where the teams are, their home teams, the fans are watching more and more and more baseball than ever before. So they are willing to expand. So they're likely going to add two teams. And there's one team in Tampa Bay, the Devil Rays, that are utter shite. And no one goes to the games. Their stadium is a piece of shit. Everyone hates them. Their owner hates the fans. The fans hate the owners. Um, I got I to gotta step out and make a call real fast. I'm sorry. There's that's no fine. Way. Edit that out. Um, yeah, hey, is this Papa John's? Yeah, hey, Nathan here. Um, <laughs> I like you caught it right before the door closed. <laughs> so, uh, all right, so they, they, they are likely to announce two teams, that it's almost assumed, and there's one team that might move from Tampa Bay and relocate. Um and the idea of the Raleigh to MLB is to is to show that Raleigh is a viable market for a team. Uh, in the old days, the way a team was bought or owned or moved or whatever is that a fabulously wealthy person in a certain city wanted to bring a team to that city. In the current world, it is a fabulously wealthy person wants to own a team. Period. And wherever that team is is where they own that team. Sure. So. The market, a, a city wanting to support a team and being willing to do the things to get a team is more important, say, than where the guy is from. For example, Tom Dunn the new owner of the Carolina Hurricanes is from Texas. He's not doesn't live in Raleigh. He just wanted to own a hockey team. Now he's got a hockey team. Got it. Um, so their their idea is let's show that there is fan support, community support, and in, in the infrastructure and the market to support a baseball team so that when one of these owners is looking around, they say, hey, I want to own a team and I want it to be in Raleigh. That's sort of the idea. I'm, I'm speaking for them a little bit, but that's about the thesis. Got it. That's right. Uh, Nathan, well, how was that phone call? It's all right. Did you record it so we can put it on? Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> was it? Uh, did, you get, did you get something handled, or is it is whatever the call was about? Did business go down? 
We're working through some biz. Did yeah. you hear my burn as you walked out the door? Was no. I believe I said, "Hey, what's up, Papa John's? This is Nathan." That <laughs> you're on a first name basis with Papa John's. <laughs> you wait. So, so you why would I called up and I said, "Hey, Papa John"? No, that they called him. <laughs> yeah, uh, hey, what's up, hey, Papa John's? This we, is Nathan. I haven't heard from him in a couple weeks. Uh, <laughs> Nathan speaking. Hey, Papa John's, how you doing? Dude, I have reluctantly had to go back to Papa John's if I order delivery. You have. <laughs> Go back. Yeah. Well, I stopped. I stopped because he was like kind of a Trumpo weird fuck. Like, well, he's, like he's, a, he's out. I know, but still, the company is still. It's his company. So he's gonna be making some fucking money off of it. Nope. He doesn't own a, th- a piece of it anymore. Mm-mm. And they don't have any well, kind of Trump sold, ties. He had sold it anyway, and he was kept as a, like a borderline mascot. Interesting. And he was like a salaried employee who they then kicked out. And also Deadspin has kept track of all this. They write articles all the time about him and they always fucking burn him by using this one photo of him like at the, at the college party. So I've Gonzo seen that, fucking yeah. wasted. And that's always that. So like every headline about him has the same photo of him like absolutely blotto at a party with like a bunch of like 20 year olds. Well, I got, yeah, I got um, burned by Domino's. Now I have to only do, and nowhere else will deliver to us. Would they burn you with? They just was too hot. They didn't show up. And, uh, That's surprising to me because you live like sort of like near NC. Like you live like kind of in college. I know. It, well, maybe that's why. Maybe they just were like thinking that it was. Get that Gumby's. So I called. Gumby's won't deliver. What? Dude, I'm in this weird zone. A pizza desert? Where like, yeah, sort of like I I didn't even realize there was a Papa John's that would deliver to us until I was like, obviously there's a fucking Papa John's that would deliver to us. But uh, we're like right kind of close to Ruckus. So we'll just go pick up, pick it up sometimes. But um, Domino's fucking burned me. I call them up and I'm like, hey, I still got my pizza. They were like, oh, it's already been delivered. And I was like, well, that's not true because I certainly don't have pizza. And then they go, oh, um, your driver came and knocked on the door and nobody would come to the door. And I like look over and y'all have been to my house. It's like all glass door that points straight out to the driveway with windows on both sides of it. Like with the life, like you literally can see directly in my house from like a quarter mile down the street on each and- side. For the listener, you can see very easily into Nathan's house at like any time. Any time. Just come on right now. Maybe. But, uh, and I was like, I don't think that he did come by because. It's an impossibility. And then they were like, oh, all right. And they're like, "Um, well, do you want to talk to the manager? And I was like, sure. And they're like, all right. I mean, not necessarily. I just want to fuck it. was like the next person. And then just like. And then they were like, they're like, okay, well, uh, do you want us to send another one out? And I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're just going to like make something here. Like, all right. um, All right. And I was like, well, can I talk to the manager? You just said that you were. And they were like, this is the manager. And I was like, and what's your name? And they were like, hold on. Let me get the manager. And I was like, I wasn't even trying to fucking (laughs) burn. I was like, I was like, good God. Like, and then the manager comes on and gives me like three free pizzas, like against his will. He's like, next time you call up, you got some free pizzas. I've been too intimidated that a bunch of high schoolers are going to shit on my pizza ever since. So I've got shit on it. Yeah, I think they're going to shit right in the middle <laughs> of the yeah. Not an anchovy. Not like they're going to make it funny. Nope. Take a doo doo on it. Take a shit. Oh. Just like they do at a circus restaurant down And you there. are, you're going to burn your tongue on the shit. Okay. <laughs> it's got too it. spicy. Ooh, what if they only Ooh, eat spicy food? <laughs> Ooh, whoa, guys, let it cool. <laughs> burn my tongue on your, on your feces. <laughs> Piping hot shit. Uh, so, yeah. I forgot what the fuck I was talking about. So anyway, that, that could have been garlic popular, butter or piss. <laughs> but garlic well, butter. There's a half gallon of it. <laughs> it's my favorite game. <laughs> God. Is um, that your finger? But um, I was, I was going to tell y'all. Nope. I was going to tell y'all what oh, I did well. over the weekend. I, oh, I yeah, feel let's like hear it. we haven't even. It's I don't know how long we've been going. Well, I got, for, I got but, a finger anecdote though. But uh, <laughs> I uh, I went to the Blood Orange concert in Richmond. Right, right. Oh, right. that's right. <laughs> Recorded it. Tapers the light. Tried to try to get a, a high def. 
No dice? Shut down. Got a pretty low def, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, two iPhones? I'll go with bottom <laughs> def. <laughs> One in each pocket, stereo, no big deal. Stereo. We're, we're gonna cut two iPhones for we're gonna cut to a little we're gonna cut to a little little selection of this recording real fast. Sounds pretty good. That doesn't quite get to uh, a term I believe we coined on this podcast, Perfect Five, um, <laughs> which was speaking about the Drinks album, Hippolyte, but uh, that's still pretty good sounding. It's not bad, honestly. It's kind of strangely decent until the end, as it gets farther into the show. are good for that, for that uh, <laughs> result that you often describe as strangely decent yeah no it really is iphones have nailed that over the show it got more and more crowded where i was at and i think that people were like pushing up against me a little bit more so it gets more muffled as the show goes on but the first like three songs are super clear do we get any good uh you got any good banter you and liz and there's a couple of liz and me being Don't like a fight being, her being like do you want a drink and me being like definitely get me another stella because <laughs> they had like like Stellas were enormous, but everything that's, else was like real small. That's the name of the tape, the title of the tape. Give me another Stella. And then, Blood uh, Orange Live in Richmond, Virginia. And there's one of me trying to like turn off the recording like slyly while I, before I go to the bathroom. That and there's a little bit of fumbling. Oh, on so that. we're gonna hear you taking a piss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why is it so? Why is it that? What's color? up? No, yeah, no, I live in Raleigh actually. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a good set. No, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. But no, it's yeah, cool, cool, cool. Y'all see out there, yeah. We ended up standing directly next to Troy. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, he, we were like standing next to this like crew of people. Recent Richmond uh, resident. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, w- I was thinking that. Oh, uh, 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 name of. Uh, what you got there? Uh, band. Uh, SX Mira. There you go. Whew. He ain't getting any younger. But uh, so we were Shut standing there next to this crew of people. And then Troy rolls up and he was meeting a girl that we were standing next to like the whole first act. And he's like, hey, what's up? And we're like, what the fuck are you doing here? So we kind of end up seeing him chilling there for a little bit. And then everybody went to Herbie's bar afterwards. Shout out. By the way, Blood Orange fucking ripped live. Yeah. Super good. Um, the Cobra Cabana. Cabana. Cobra Cabana. Richmond, Virginia. Shout out. Uh, Named after the place that Rod Stewart played his infamous. 3.4 million. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> attended concert it's a it's a Rio de Janeiro Rod Stewart themed bar it's really just based off that one fucking show yeah New Year's uh, Eve 93 when was it where were you bro I was in Rio man me and 3.5 oh, fuck I was in Richmond people. Jesus Christ you weren't there I was there man. Oh, half damn. the fucking continent was there um 
Yeah. The uh, where were you? That that, that that kind of feels like a that feels like a Herbie thing on some level though. Like, a, dude, I played this show with a uh, fucking Rod Stewart. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, good turnout. Yeah, three point five million showed up, dude. <laughs> you can say it was a good turnout. How was the door? Three point five million. Yeah, one great actually it was a free show. It didn't make a dime, but did pretty good on merch. Yeah, I sold four million t-shirts. <laughs> it was did pretty good. Yeah, um, but it it was it was rad. And then we got super lit in a very short amount of time at Herbie's. We hadn't eaten because we got in town late because we kept having to stop on the way into town. Hang on. Um, <laughs> Hang on. No. Why? Uh, various reasons. Stop. Various reasons. Some traffic. <laughs> um, What'd you have to stop for? Some. <laughs> I want to hear what, why you had to stop on the way to Richmond. Well, my phone kept falling off. I had to get a new pop socket. <laughs> <laughs> Took me like three truck stops to find one. <laughs> Forgot they were called that. Sounded real funny. Uh, and also, you on the road like every fifteen minutes. Oh God damn it! And it's like gunk on the dashboard. Like this fucking piece of shit. It is crazy. I feel like truckers don't have that many iPhones because they were all like, <laughs> they were all these truck stops had these had these like massive fucking grips. Yeah, dude, they for, like, like huge phones and shit, or like fucking tablets or some shit all i needed was a fucking regular ass thing to set my phone in the little holder i already have so this was like it's like that episode <laughs> king of the hill where they they go to the truck stop and there's like the trucker side and the non-trucker side oh yeah and you're you're like hey where do i get the regular of my regular pop socket <laughs> there's some truckers that are walking around like can you believe this boy needs What's a regular square fuck what's a pop socket but uh so i finally found one and was able to get on the road proper somewhere in virginia <laughs> <laughs> dinwiddie maybe it was before Dinwiddie, because mm. once I got the pop socket, me and Liz switched off driving. So I know that I was in the passenger seat for Dinwiddie. Got it. Um, and then, what was I just You told saying? me about the tragedy in the uh, the security line. Oh, yeah. Mm. The dude in front of you that made him toss out his, <laughs> his, fucking, his beaner. His fucking uh, <laughs> vape vape pen. He had oh. a fucking straight up, uh, they were like, you got you to gotta toss that. And he was like, what? I just got it. And they were like, you got to toss it. He's like, the whole thing? And they're like, at least the fucking juice. And so he tossed it into his mouth. <laughs> so it, it, it took a shot. <laughs> and uh, no, th- so we, we went out. Like, that's when I knew that I was like, never going to get recording equipment in there is when I saw them fucking make him get rid of his juice for right. what pretty much it looked like a tobacco one. Gotcha. Like, it didn't have like that. Like, it didn't look sketchy. Goopy look of a fucking weed one. Um, and they still wouldn't let as if regular ones don't, yeah they look even more sketchy <laughs> shout out to the, shout out to the security at uh where was it the national now i guess if you're blood orange shout out if you wanted stringent security but shout yeah, out true for the for us for the attendees but so we for because we we didn't we got there late we didn't get to eat before the show so we we're eating at herbie's place i gotta admit that's got a classic crazy lit. yeah <laughs> Liz was like, all right, so we're going to get very drunk. I see what's happening here. Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot to eat. <laughs> 1 a.m. So we, right, we ate there at like uh, 11 or so, and um, it was good. I got a bunch of fucking, our drinks steadily. Like I started off with like a Tecate, then I got a margarita, and by the end of the night, I'm just drinking like coconut and rum drinks and everything else. <laughs> and just getting. <laughs> they got progressively more colorful. <laughs> That's tight. It's like the Kodak thingy. I was telling Nooch that my fucking, I woke up the next day and my fucking phone was like, Straight up sticky. Like it could have stuck to my hand from all the fucking sugar on it. I need a pop socket. <laughs> Stick it right through the windshield. All right. So Blood Orange Ripped, you said. Oh, here's what we're going to talk about before we talk about Cass McCombs. For the listeners, probably like, like that's crazy. They haven't talked about the record yet. They always talk about records. That's all they were talking about. Um, but we do want to talk about, before we forget to talk about it, 
Halfway to Hopscotch. Oh yeah, halfway to Hopscotch, which is a party that um, I'm helping to organize through my daytime job at Hopscotch. Brag. And uh, but we're having um, at the R and D Brewing, which is our our beer partner. Our uh, we're happy to have a local beer partner finally. And uh, they're letting us kind of take, 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 take over the. Uh, <laughs> they're letting us take over the uh, whole brewery, basically. So we're gonna have a, a stage. We're turning their loading dock into a stage. We're gonna have nude party, tonk. That, now, for those who know, that's a band called the Nude Party. The nude Party. It is not gonna be having a nude party. So Chris Kadersky from Instagram, party, uh, Chris Kadersky, don't show up. It's not gonna be a bunch of uh, nude women. Um, might be some feet though. You know what? Come on down. Out. Chris, come on down. Be plenty of women hey, it might be a nice day. Flipping and flopping might all be. over um, So we're going to have Nude Party, Tonk, Lonnie Walker, Reese McHenry, Indigo D'Souza. Shout out to all of those. It's five o'clock everywhere. Pretty good build. Hey. There's that song you love. Um, oh, yeah. I, I saw the space. Big. It's, uh, it's huge, but like almost in, like in a way that I'm so unused to. I'm, I'm used to dealing in spaces that are the only reason I'm even able to be in that space is because someone else doesn't want it because it's small. Yeah. And so to be in a space like, dude, there's enough room to do anything in here. Yeah, I know. It's like, it's like oh, this it's, is how normal people So basically it. there's an outdoor space. We're going to have the stage, a bunch of tents, food. It's going to have local seafood are going to be out there. Alex Livingston is going to be doing brisket. Um, Anisette's going to have baked goods and shit like that. Out there. We're going to have a bunch of food, beer and shit like that outside with tents and shit with the stage and then inside we're gonna have like the record fair which nice price will be there with a couple other record stores mm -hmm. and uh merge will be there mm -hmm. we have wunc broadcasting live um i feel so pitchy right now but i can't fucking turn it off because i've been talking about it so much to every single <clears throat> fucking person i work with so uh um so the wnc will be broadcasting live um enoch and matt will be there podcasting um what the fuck what what about about <laughs> <laughs> it in there now it's happening <laughs> And then in the next room over in the in the brewery proper, we're going to have a couple other um, games and shit like that over there and a big room where we're going to have the NCAA March Madness shit set up, a bunch of tables where you can chill, do brackets. We're going to have like a bracket giveaway, TV showing the games. It's going to be cool. And it's we're back onto it. So Nathan, you lanced a boil recently, you said. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> All right. No, we're going to now we're going to talk about the record. We're a professional podcast. We talk about records. But we have a new format for season two. The listener knows about this. Nathan knows about it now. Uh, we used to do this thing where we each talk about a record, chat it up, and sort of spend a little bit of time on each one. Now we do a thing um, where we have more of a um, one person bring, let's call it a sound opinion. And they, they have one record that they want to talk about. Sound and they, opinion. Now, did you trademark that? Oh, I should, though. <laughs> um, but that's the state of things these days. You have to trademark everything. <laughs> All right, so Nathan's gonna talk about the record he brought for us that we're gonna. That what are we talking about? Uh, Cass McCombs' "Tip of the Spear." Oh, wait, what? <laughs> God damn it! Am I crazy or is no, he crazy? No, 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 he's crazy. He is crazy. Tip of the spear. I mean, yeah, obviously I can't talk well. Well, no, but here's what's funny: is I said I thought that was I liked that play when you were outside talking to Papa John's. I told Matt that I liked that play on words. Yeah, and he was like, "What play on words?" I was like, "Oh, like tip of the spear." Yeah. So then you did it and confirmed that it is a play that it is a good pun or whatever the fuck you want. Well, to call no, he, it. he just said it wrong. I don't know. That yeah, he, he wasn't acknowledging that it was a good play on words. <laughs> right. But he, okay, but he acknowledged he that, that it's what it's based on exists. I didn't make up the idea of the tip of the spear. No, it's like that's how I read it when I look down at it. Incorrectly, so it's it. actually the word's fault. So I look at the word, and the word isn't right. So it's not me. Okay, 
Uh, what do you think? What is Y'all Cass? making fun of a dis- dyslexic person here? <laughs> Brag. All right. So, <laughs> is it? What do you think? Cassandra McCombs? Uh, Cassidy McCombs? Shit, I don't know. I Lucas? Lucas? McCombs? <laughs> okay, I hope not. Cassius McCombs? I'm trying to think. Well, R.I.P. to um, our 90210 boy, Luke. Whoa. Perry. Oh, yeah. I didn't know who that was, to be honest. You didn't know who Luke Perry was? I, I knew the name. I knew he was famous. I never saw 90210. I'd seen his picture when I saw all this shit on Twitter. I was like, oh, I've seen that face before. But I don't know if I've ever seen anything that he's in. I've never watched 90210. I will say that. Uh, wasn't he in uh, Eight Seconds? radio movie i don't know what eight seconds is fuck uh deep ass dive <laughs> i feel like it was a pretty famous movie what do you that a rodeo movie we all saw eight seconds he was real famous for a while um yeah buffy uh buffy the vampire slayer he, he was, was not in buffy was he he was like the male the no, he boyfriend. was buffy that's why they called it that because he was so strong <laughs> oh in the movie he, yeah the movie the original not the better one <laughs> i didn't say it was nor was it um Anyway, what I, what I originally thought of was in the office. This is a this deep dive on this yeah. cast record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is a professional podcast. Michael Scott's like, I bet James Dean's friends would never treat him like this. And it shows cuts over and it's a picture of Luke Perry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, tip of the spear. Um, it appears that Cass McCombs' name is Cass McCombs. Tight. Crazy. Some brief, very brief internet research. I googled Cass McCombs' full name, and that's all that popped up. All right, now we got that settled. Let's talk about this record. Cassidy? All right. <laughs> did y'all listen to it? Yes, I did. Did you listen to it, Nooch? I did some listening. <laughs> I listened to it all the way through. Yes. I. Uh, it's very dead-influenced. I was zoning in and out on some stuff. I had some issues with telling songs apart. See, I was gonna. My one thing to say off the bat was like, I feel like each song has a different vibe, huh? Like, there's that's what I was gonna. I was, I, they're definitely distinct songs. Like he's kind of going style to style in some cases. I guess to me, I what I I was listening to stuff and I was hearing like there are a couple they, of long they, songs. Yeah, but um, there are some long ones, and then I guess it was mainly that like there was a lot of um, they were all different but like like he did a lot of uh like self-harmonizing what do you call that doubling his vocal yeah all right so he doubled his vocals a bunch um like there are certain techniques that seem to be on every single song i thought there was a word for it like self-harmony that's not that's not good um okay well um anyway uh these songs all like it uh there were certain techniques that were in in all of them. Oh yeah, for sure. So even though there was like they were, I, I like okay, the first song particularly and the second song are obviously very distinctively as far as like I didn't think they were actually sounded alike, but they sounded like they were. It was like, hey, let's take the exact same things we do with that and just switch this, this, and this and make it sound as much like. Does it make sense? Am I crazy? I know what you're talking about. I'm not doing a good job. I think maybe this, this could have something to do with the fact that you might not have listened to it that many times. <laughs> because after listening to it a lot of times, I feel like they're very distinct. Okay, yeah. That's but I know what you're talking about. Especially in the beginning, there's a couple that have the similar vibe. And then as it goes on, they get more and more different. I mean, the, like the one American or uh, what the fuck one is it? The one, with, yeah, American yeah, Canyon one. Sutra. Yeah, yeah. Has a, it sounds like a fucking like suicide, like George Clinton doing a suicide song. That's 
That's a way to describe it. That's how. That's what I thought. It was like almost like a fucking like. Um, well, it's got the beat, but then it's just talky. Yeah, it's kind of like hey, like if it was George Clinton saying the same shit, it would would not sound weird. I think I may have um, <laughs> fallen down on the job then. <laughs> and then, uh, well, the very first track um, has like borderline like a Meat Puppets vibe to it. I was thinking that too, like Up on the Sun, like Jammy or Meat Puppets. But that's also kind of dead, dead influence too. I did see an interview with him where. I basically every review I read on this album said it was his jammy album. And then I saw an interview with him after only reading reviews where he said that it, he didn't think of it as a jam album. And that when he was a kid, jamming wasn't a thing. He said jam bands were invented in the nineties. And before that, it was just acid freaks doing noise. He said like the dead. How old is he? He was born in 1977. 70, so he said that when he was a kid, he's like, he's like, that was something he remembers when a band played like a 10 minute song, he never remembers anyone calling it like, oh, that's a good jam. They're really jamming. That was just like a long song, which I thought was like interesting. I don't know. I, I like I, I I like to think that that could be a thought. As far but, as he heard, maybe. Yeah, because I mean like. But I don't think he's making a statement. Seven. If he's, I mean, weren't, the movie's 13, it's 1990. Weren't tracks even referred to like on, on record as so-and-so jam? Mountain Jam is like yeah. the most famous <laughs> Almond Brothers song well no it's not but it's a big Almond Brothers song it's called Mountain Jam because they jam well, that term was being used even in an official kind of way not just among yeah, also I don't know if you've ever read an interview with Cass McCombs not the most normal guy so I'm just gonna oh, right. that's that why that's why I was clarifying like but as far as he heard maybe it wasn't used when, but. but so he's not when he's doing these, McCombs? these like jams on this album like the extended outros and musical shit then I don't think that he's thinking of it as like a He's thinking of it as one big song, basically, versus like he's thinking of it part to part to part. In the first song, also, there's a section where that I can't unhear, where there's literally just a dude playing a hi hat at the very like halfway through. It comes in, it's just going like, and it's separate from the other drum, and I basically can't listen to that song now, even though I like it. Wait, what about that drives you crazy? It just sounds weird as shit. Like I, I like it, it feels like a, like a stony you're person. The whole song drops out. Like are it sounds saying? like when uh, like you're at a bachelor party and you smoke weed for the first time and then uh, you start like playing the hi hat on top of everybody else. That's what it felt like to me. For the listener, he's pointing at Matt. <laughs> that didn't. Yeah, happen. I've only smoked weed once. <laughs> and yet but, you think weed is tight. Weed is tight. Always tight. Um, here's what I'll say. Uh, as far as my listening goes, what I usually do at night when I go to bed. Go to bed. I've tried. Um, Burn a spliff. Yes. Like a fat uh, marijuana cigarette um, in bed. Um, Dangerous. Yeah, I'm not very responsible. So, no, what I usually do is I put a podcast on, put my earbuds, earbuds in so I don't disrupt anyone else. So it's no different than the rest of your day. <laughs> Good burn. Uh, and what I do is I put the five-minute time. five times speed or whatever insane thing you listen to. It's not five times. That's insane. I do 1.5 for non-comedy podcasts. What do you do for comedy? One. Regular. No, that can't. I've walked in and it's like, it sounds like a fucking micro machine that's, commercial from when we were kids. That's if it's not comedy. If it's not a comedy podcast, but if it's. It's not one and a half. That's like definitely at least two. Um, nope, 1.5. Whoa. Um, I wonder if anyone listens to this on 1.5. I bet. Eni does. If he no, listens to Is one. that a thing people do? No, this is a comedy podcast. So we're on one. I didn't. I didn't also, it, uh, hearing my own voice at 1.5 is really disturbing. Also, you listen to it on 1.5. No, I listen to it on one. I don't listen to it, so. Brag. Um, I guess. Well, as we always say, more than you think, less than you'd want for our listeners. <laughs> At least one less. Matt doesn't even listen. 
<clears throat> I, what I usually do is I put earbuds in five minute timer on a podcast and then I lay down and I fall asleep in 10, 15 seconds and then <laughs> wake up and have to re-listen to that five minutes. But yeah, why do you even bother with that part? I, no, I also listen to, do you sometimes wake up and find that it's still the, playing? And I've heard in 25 episodes, well, three episodes later, I sometimes it's playing, feel like yeah. the fucking headphones are about to strangle me. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, well, I've got earbuds now, so well, I'm my, worried about that, but oh, I damn, used to, I didn't know you that. had that money. Got it from Christmas for Christmas for my, uh, in-laws. Thanks to Fred and Julie. Um, but, uh, Shout out to Weaver. I just blast it. No, nothing on my ears. I, I don't. I got. I got. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. Bachelor living, baby. <laughs> as as Kev says, ah, I love living alone. As I shove an entire salad down the sink. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite tweet of all time. Shout what? out to Kev. Um, but uh, <laughs> a principled man. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so what, what what I did instead was listen to this every night going to sleep. That's what I was getting at. Ah. Uh, and gotcha. I think what that's led to is perhaps me not quite making it to the end of the album as I or the end I of had. the first tune, <laughs> as we have gone no, over but, several but, times before. You can fall asleep instantly. But I I also listen to it throughout the day, and I try to get in as much as I could. But that led to like very scattershot listening policy of like picking up on some songs in the middle, losing track of things. I feel you on that. Actually, the first time I listened to it, I thought it was a double. I listened to it on Spotify. I have recently switched from back over to Spotify from Apple Music. I'm not used to it. Why? What changed? You were an OG. Family, family. We were like, realized we were like paying for like a shitload of stuff and we were trying to consolidate and that was yeah. like one of the, and um, you were one of the OG Apple Music. Like now you got to get Apple Music. I still like Apple Music better. I don't even know. I don't know. The only, the only reason I like Apple Music better is because I could upload albums I bought off Bandcamp that aren't streaming <clears> anywhere, like small bands. And then I would be able to stream it on my phone. That and uh, Drag City. Some of that Dra- now be. it's on both though. Well, right. I'm saying, but that yeah. was in the, but it was tight for a little while. <laughs> Because you wanted to be able to hear the Silver Juice anytime you wanted. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I'd already uploaded all of them. I'd already, I'd already, I'd already ripped digital copies of everything. Time. Uh, it, it's enough to annoy my significant other for sure. Um, but uh, It wasn't enough that you were in a cover band. Hey, you too. Well, yeah. Brag. But uh, so I, I wasn't listening and I thought it was like a triple album or something like that because I didn't realize. Number two was, search on YouTube if you Google Sil- Silver Juice Live. A lot of comments. I got to assume David Berman's seen that video. Have we talked about this? We probably have. Wait, number two search on YouTube? Like if you if you just search Silver Jews Live on mm-hmm. YouTube, our performance at King's is the second thing on. That no offense says more worse about them than it does good about you. I, I don't know. Say. I don't know how well, that I think works. It's just the most recent live video because they haven't been abandoned in like over a decade. Now. The first one is probably yeah, some From mega like one. Probably like or Red something. Rocks or so. <laughs> yeah. There is one of them playing in a cave, I think. Yeah, that, that was, was their last, last show, show, right? Yeah, yeah. Because uh, one of the guys from Stuff You Should Know, one of those two doors was at the was show? At that show. What the fuck? Which one was it? I would say the uncool one, went, but they're both mm, uncool. Very confusing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I get a text from uh, Andy Holmes one day with that link to that. And he's like, what's, what's up with this? I, ha- I had no idea y'all did this. And I was like, yeah, great. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know how he came across it. But, and he was like, I just searched Silver Jews Live, and it was like one of the first things that came up. And not, I was he's like, not even in the same state, so yeah. that's how we know that it's like showing up for it's everybody. Like, not yeah, it's not a uh, algorithm thing. But um, so back to Casma Combs. Oh yeah, so I was listening, and it started playing other albums, and I was kind of zoned out a little bit, and I was like, "Fuck, this is long," and also getting more and more lo-fi. That sounds familiar. <laughs> and it played a uh, what? Did I do that on another album too? No, I was saying you were like heard an old Casper. Oh yeah, album. yeah, yeah. I was like, well, he's all kind of. <laughs> this is a guy you like. I mean, a lot. dude doesn't have that many different 
it's not like he's genre hopping here. Like it's, he's got a fucking style that he does. I would say this is the most varied. Probably. Like this well, sounds he's got the some most like country-ish d- stuff. It's like some of it sounds a lot like his first record at times too. I, I think you're also, you're a more educated listener on his, on him. So the nuances stand out more to you and yep. to a, a lighter listener. They're like, these all sound the same. Possibly. But also, what I'm saying is even me having heard all these albums and listening to them a bunch, the very first time I listened to this, it just kept playing. I probably listened to two hours before I realized I wasn't listening to the same fucking record. <laughs> I was like, this is a marathon. <laughs> I was like, how many? I was like, damn, I thought those, I remember t- telling Liz, I was like, love songs. I was like, this? you know, I thought that the two records was kind of pretentious because it was like 45, like just put it all on one, man. You know, so I don't have to flip it fucking three times. And, uh, but I guess it's a double album. And then I looked back and it was not. <laughs> it's uh, 11 songs, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Um, here's a question that's sort of a more uh, hypothetical. No, not hypothetical. Theoretical. Um, he says, hey, I didn't know what jam music was when I was a kid. So, like, the idea of, of, it, of it being jammy is not... Who gets to this? Like, what he was the listener he, say is the jam? He wasn't know? saying it wasn't jammy. He was like, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I don't, he's like, I still don't really call it that. He's like, I know what you're talking about. He wasn't like being like, but he was general, definitely like, def, definitely saying that it was dead influence though. Okay. But in general, the idea of a, a an artist saying, no, 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 this isn't um, rockabilly. I, I'm not a big, I'm, I'm not that into rockabilly. Oh yeah. I make uh, just like rock and roll music, but then everyone being like, this is rockabilly. Yeah. Uh, Bradford Cox got on that tip a little bit for the press of this new album. He's on like a, I feel like every time a record comes out, he has a different sort of vibe he wants to put out there. He's the it, king of the uh, sounds like Deer Hunter every time press cycle. And um, I mean, he honestly is the undisputed king of the press. And cycle. for this new record, which is which I like, um, he was going on about how everyone is always assuming his influences are one thing, and how he hates most music that's called psych, and how his old like. All of his first couple records were just classified as psych, and he was like, "There's nothing psychedelic about it to me." Uh, well, I'll say this: I I saw them live one time, and I saw <laughs> him do um, a cover of Bo Diddley. That was the most fucking psychedelic version of Bo Diddley. Fucking <laughs> yeah. twelve minute long jam. <laughs> I think it was. I think it, I can't tell if he's just making a statement on like these terms are silly, which maybe they are. But yeah, I mean, there's. <laughs> I think he was saying it's just an easy term to use sometimes. It is, yeah. And at times I wonder about the the purpose of music criticism like that in general. Like, are we is the should the intent be accuracy necessarily? Or let's say you love something and you are trying to get people to check it out. Should the intent be to get people to check it out? Well, that's why I looked even sought out an interview with him. Because I thought it was all the laziest music criticism to say this sort of sounded like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. I was like, well, that's like what you would hear if you heard the fucking sample on SoundCloud. Like, if you heard like the fucking 30 second sample, you could write all of these reviews off of that. Like, it doesn't. I, mean, I just need to listen to it again because I didn't really think it sounded a lot like the Grateful Dead. Like, maybe some influence. Like, a lot of things are influenced. Well, it kind of reminds me of like that Shakedown Street era, like, kind of clean late 70s before it really gets like synthy or. What do you think of that like era, that? Enoch? Oh, man. They they were really cooking with gas and shakedown. <laughs> but I haven't like, quite heard that stuff yet. I did listen to that, that Jerry record the other day that I sent you that text about, and you yep. like clowned me for. Clowned you? You were like, uh, this just sounds exactly like the Grateful Like, 
needed climbing, but you kind oh, of yeah, shot yeah, it yeah, down yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You were like, dude, I heard this Jerry record that sounds crazy. I, I hadn't heard it, it either. Crazy. You, you said it, it, it sounded like every Paradise of Bachelor release ever. I, a lot of recent releases, I was like, wow, they clearly have listened to this record. That That's probably exactly what, is, what you what said. What is the record? Uh, the Jerry, Jerry Garcia, it's just the, his first solo one. His first solo the one. cartoon drawing, like the pink and yellow mm-hmm. and purple. Or the one with the boob on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a boob? Like the abstract, like, it's like kind of like, like a neck of a guitar. Like a tin can or like sardines or something? Yeah, yeah. Wait. Psychedelic. There's like a cloud and then a titty and then like a neck of a guitar. <laughs> this is a, it's like a collage. Podcast. Podcast. We'll Google cloud titty Jerry record. <laughs> anyway, I heard that record and it very specifically reminded me of like so much of like the most recent Steve Gunn stuff that I was like, whoa, holy shit, this guy must love this record. And Nathan was like, that's kind of what all that dead stuff sounded like at that point in time, which it didn't sound that much. I know it sounds stupid to say it didn't sound like the dead because it's Jerry Garcia, but like the pedal steel stuff that was going on and the like, for lack of a better term, atmospheric sound of the guitars to me was so reminiscent of those current things. Uh, we got off track. We were on track for a minute. No, but honestly, I think this cast record also kind of sounds like, like Gordon played his like band? that stuff. Doesn't a member of Fish play with him? He, he was on a record. I don't know if he's on this record. There was a solo where yeah, I was... Yeah, I really know much about jam stuff. Uh, my buddy Mike, he's a name, name dropping. Well, also, you're name dropping fucking fish members. I, uh, well, there I mean, was, I'm not talking about Paige stuff. We have, we have a good friend who likes fish a lot, and there was this one Cassie Cone song. And uh, I'm not going to name him. Shout <laughs> not straight gonna, the fuck Not going to give him that fucking pleasure. <laughs> but, uh, I was showed him that fish bumper sticker I saw traffic the other day. I thought he was going to do to himself. He was so excited. <laughs> but uh, there was like this one bass solo on the Big Wheel album. That I was like, this is the goofiest shit I've ever heard in my life, and I was like thinking, oh, about you that. didn't know? I didn't know who it was. I didn't. I'm, I'm not. I'm not assuming that it's Mike. I, I think this like cast. Like, there's some like. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey. But there's that some like. May or may not have been that song. Like though. sort of like the same way that I was just talking about, like that hi hat and that one song sounds goofy to me. Like yeah. Cass McCombs sometimes does some like shit like that on his records, where it's mm-hmm. just like Dwight does it sometimes. And I thought it was like kind of goofy, and but whatever. And then Parker's like, you like that new record? I was like, yeah, yeah, I like it. Fuck. <laughs> our, friend, our friend was like, do you like this? Do you like that new Cash McCombs record? And I was like, yeah, I'm into it. And then he was like, he's like, well, what that one song? I was like, yeah, weird bass solo. And he's like, it's fucking Mike Gordon. You like Mike Gordon? And I was like, no. <laughs> you also never said you liked it. He was just like, ah, I got you. And you were like, no. Yeah. Like, if anything, I said I didn't like it. I don't I don't exactly remember how it went down, but it was something like that. And I just remember being like, that's the goof. Of course, that's who it is. Yeah. I mean... I- <laughs> Also, I think it's tight that Cass McCombs throws in shit like that on his records and like weirdo like out there shit that like no one else would do. Well, here's the heart of my my Cass McCombs knowledge is that as far as I can tell, he is vastly more popular and loved and appreciated amongst musicians compared to like normies squares. Yeah, or it's it's possible. (laughs) Um, I don't dislike him, but like. I see so many people whenever whenever he puts out a record, I always see other people on Twitter. They're like, "Oh my god, the new Cass McCombs is so tight." Blah blah blah. Et like I always see other musicians seem to really, really, really like him and like his stuff, and then it never seems to be as appreciated, connected with like the general general listening audience. It never gets, and some of that is probably because he's not like he's a rule. So um, some of it is really accessible, and like that uh, Dream Girl song, which yep. is like one of his best songs. That's probably the most successful album, though. Yeah, that was on that show, Russian Doll. Really? I was like, oh shit! That was surprising just to hear that song pop up, and like that show was pretty tight. 
Um, well, I'm surprised you didn't know the song was in it. Casper McCombs? <laughs> well, I will, I will admit, I watched the whole thing the first time while I was working. And the second time I kind of watched it. The only song you took away from it was, uh, gotta get up, gotta, gotta get, get out. <laughs> gotta get up. Come I still don't know the words. <laughs> Fucking heard it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, you hear it like 20 <laughs> times per app. What show is this? It's on Netflix. It's a streaming show. You can't DVR it, unfortunately. I but Netflix, Netflix is sort of like DVR. I have Netflix. So it's all the same. <laughs> it's called Russian DVDs in them. I don't know if they've made DVDs of it. I have Netflix, y'all. I don't. But for like, the DVDs, use right? It, but. <laughs> Huh? Do you still get the DVDs? I don't get them anymore now. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I used to fuck with, uh, there's a couple of British cop shows that were only on DVD. They were on stream. British <laughs> cop show. And so, do they did Law and Order UK. Did y'all know that? No. Is Imagine, it good? Oh, it's sick. <laughs> yeah. They fucking wear, I didn't know they wore those wigs and shit in court still. <laughs> they fucking dress up like, like idiots? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they always have, but, um... <laughs> Uh, no, the motherfucker, like, the guy is like, I mean, he's trying to, trying to put somebody in jail for the rest of their life for murder, and like, you're our! And he's, he's wearing a damn powdered wig, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> Shout off to the UK, man, honestly. Um, <laughs> no good bands. One good band. Two good bands. I, I know of two, I know of three. What's the third one? <laughs> Gotta get the lead out, bro. <laughs> nah, dog, Boring. Two. Sticking to two. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got three. I got three. Oh, you just added the verve? <laughs> Blurs early Oasis. stuff. Um, the gorillas. No, okay, hang on. I, I'm assuming the two. You don't. Led Zeppelin still smokes. I don't care. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna do the two, and then Kinks. Oh, well, that's Kinks four, is then. one. Kinks is four. Um, Kinks, not Stones. Four, they are four. Who? Beatles. Man. Who could suck a fuck? Honestly, I, that, that uh, band. I would really see the who. I would, I would rather see the whom. Any day of the week. Well, sure. The I actual know album. I, after I saw the Whom, I was like, "Shit, this is pretty good." And I listened to the record, and I was like, "Not for me." Live at Leeds <laughs> is what they do is is good. I, live Who studio stuff. I don't. I can't get into it, man. Nah. There's a couple I of jams. I think like, they're in the. I mean, I like, them, I like them better than Led Zeppelin. Whoa, <laughs> that's a hot quote, take to me. Quote me on it. I've just recently started podcast. enjoying a couple Led Zeppelin songs. I went a long time in my life thinking I'm not saying they they've never written horrible. a good song, but it's just kind of it's just in one ear out the other to me. <laughs> you never had a like when you were young lead phase, not a, not a real one. Like I probably had a Led Zeppelin CD. I probably heard like in the, I probably liked Led Zeppelin the same way I liked Pearl Jam or something. Like, like they were just like what everyone listened to. So I, I never really Pearl got Jam. into them like on a real like that's what I'm, I never liked Pearl Jam either. But that's what I'm saying. It was just like on like a very surface level. Like oh, this is like rock. And I roll. think while you were having a Pink Floyd phase, I was having Led Zeppelin phase. Not possible. <laughs> Pink Floyd, like age-wise. I guess, fourth good British band. <laughs> Forgot they were British. Um, money! That's a good band. That's, that's on. What's your top three Pink Floyd jams? Money. Um, Name three Pink Floyd songs, The Wall. Period. That's the another brick in the wall one? The, well, that's the name. Well, yeah. The name, the full oh, title um, of the song. <laughs> Dark side of my ass. Got it. And by when it, for the listener, when I ask Enoch his top three jams, I mean, what are the three you can name? Uh, work in a record store. I know some of the song names. Uh, I know album names. I know for sure. You know another. Know tons of you know there, another fun game of mine. Also, was full of secrets. There's, a, there's uh, another British band where I do this game for you. Metal. Too. Metal with D's. Yes. Uh, you know album wish names because you filed them. Here. Um, That's a song title too. Uh, Big one. But hey, uh, Piper. There's um, a, stop. There's another. Uh, there's another British band that I do this to, to you as well. Prodigy. 
Who? R.I.P. Yeah. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Keith Flint. Radiohead. Ah, yes. Radiohead. Radiohead. Not into it. Best song, Creep. That, that is a good song. What's the second one? The one that's like, hi, try. <laughs> the second one would be... Not your favorite, the one you can name. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with... I'm not, <laughs> hang on. I'm going to do with... I'm not going to use any album names because I feel like that's cheating. Because I'm sure there's probably a song called Amnesiac, but... Is there? But I'm going with Amnesia. <laughs> Hang on, let me, no, I can think of another song. I'm paranoid, sorry. paranoid. That's not not paranoid. Black Android. Black, well, Black the Sabbath. Name? It should be in that conversation too. Oh, they're oh, British. Yeah. They're good. They're very good. <laughs> Damn, actually. they maybe maybe sh- shout out to the Brits after all. Well, we, shout out to the Brits, seventy-seven and before. Um, Radiohead. I know there's another song. Hang on, hang on. I can do this. Fuck! I wish I could remember the Vince Carmody episode. He named like a million song titles. Brady, okay, like, I can oh, think of a couple. So and so, I can think of. Don't say it. Hang on. I can. I know. For, I know. I can do. I'm this. not saying you have to say, say you like these songs. I'm just saying. I know. You, I'm, you I'm, clearly I'm, heard the title. I'm realizing that. I don't, I don't know if I, I was about to say in rainbows, but that's not one. Is it's it? an album. That's an album. Um, I think Amnesiac, and I could be even wrong about this. Uh, unless I don't remember if Amnesiac is a song title or not, but that might be the only one that there is a song title that matches the album title. Okay, computer. That's not one? There's not a song called that. Fuck. Um, or any of the rest of them, is what I was just saying. Is there one called, but there is one called Paranoid Android, you said? Yes, or okay. Nathan said. Right? That's the one that's like, like that's bow, a song title. Anyway, this is riveting Pablo material. Honey? Again, that one title. <laughs> the Bins? Anyways, Cash McCombs Oh, uh, The Bins. The baby's got the Bins. Comprehensive okay, discussion about this songs. fucking record. I just like pointing out. <laughs> Sometimes I just like pointing out that a lot of things that music people know that Enoch does not know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game. Um, should, I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. It's just funny. To me. The I know the creep one. Creep is the name of the yep. song. The creep one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's definitely more though. Could you name more uh, Red Hot Chili Pepper songs and Radiohead songs? Oh, I 100 percent could. <laughs> Nathan still can play like the bass on Red Hot Minute. Like, could you name I, more? I can legit uh, still play. Uh, a couple Red Hot Minute songs. Yeah. Bass and guitar. That's right. Uh, anyway, away, tag- some takeaway words about the Cass McCombs record. All right. Here's one thing we often do. Rick, can you rank this within the Cass McCombs chronology? I know it's early. What's your favorite Cass McCombs record? What's the one you're like? Oh, or check. like if someone had never heard him, where should they die? The uh, what's the one with uh, Dream Come True Girl? That's the best one, I think. Even though that's a really, really, really good song too. Just as far, just it's one of those. It's like objectively, I don't know who couldn't like really like that song. That one and uh, what's the other one on that that album? Um, Catacombs. You uh, saved my no, life. His, his name is Casper Combs. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the other song on that album, "You Saved My Life," which I think those were the two singles, are two of his best songs he's ever written. Which I don't think he plays those live, does he? You played Hopscotch I think like, def- last year, right? I saw him open for... I know, I missed that fucking show. I saw him open for Meat Puppets, and uh, it was one of the goofiest shows all around from both bands that I've ever seen in Meat my life. Meat Puppets is a weird... you got to be a super fan to get a lot out of a Meat Puppets Have set. I ever told you about that when I saw them, them together? 506, Cass McCombs open. Every <laughs> song, they go... When it's, they're about to end, they all make eye contact and do the thing we do in Dinwiddie's where they go, bang, and all in on the same note. And I was yeah. like, why is Cass McCombs doing this? And Meat Puppets come on, 
and unironically do that every song. And I was like, oh, Cass McCombs is straight up fucking with Meat Puppets right, right. now. They've seen them do this uh, like every show. So and clearly in the van, they were talking about how funny it is that they do that. So, hey, let's start doing that. Both were awesome. And both ending it made me happy in different ways. Yeah, I saw the Meat Puppets once and it was it was fun. I don't know that I'll go see it again. They only play the hits. I mean, they don't fuck around. It's like, well, when I saw it, they did it like like in chronological order. Like they started with very old stuff. And went up up through their records and then played some songs after a new record and then ended with like a really old one. They ended with Sloop John B, actually. Really? Yeah. I can't believe they still play, and when I wake up in the morning. Yeah. They're not like too cool for the... They play that every fucking time. And and when they play it live, it still sounds like the fucking Meat Puppets. I didn't like the drummer when I saw him. He was like overplaying a little bit. Really? Yeah. When I saw him, he was just straight up... Yeah, this guy was... Uh, Doug Som's son from the Sir Douglas Quintet. It was his son, hmm. and he was just like too, too good. No, guys, 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 guys. I'm, I'm Doug. My dad is Sir Doug. Please, <laughs> he was please. too good for them, or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah. So the other thing I was going to mention about this Casper Combs record, while I'm thinking about it, was uh, the obvious Lou Reed influence that still is on every single record. That he's just. It's pretty constant in every Cass McCombs record that he just clearly loves Lou Reed. Like, even when he's doing Grateful Dead, he's still kind of singing exactly like Lou Reed. And I was thinking about how it sort of reminded me of that album, Songs for Drella. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, I think the only reason that I was thinking that is because there's a song on this album called Estrella. And I was like, did it just rhyme? Estrella, and I just, we looked it up. It means uh, butterfly. Star. Star. Butterfly. <laughs> And I was like, did I just read that name and just think of songs for, like, did I just somehow connect it? Because they don't really sound the same sonically, but the vibe is sort of, it's kind of like a doomy album in a weird way. I like that track a lot of these, of this album. It is good, yeah. Um, But I was thinking also it's possible, it's weird to think, but I feel like Cass McCombs might be in a similar era of his career as Lou Reed was in like the late 80s, like 20 years in basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would be. Which is fucking because insane to think about. He's born in 77, so he's 42. Lou in the 80s. Same, around about the same around thing. the same, late yeah. 30s, early 40s. And like multiple records in. Their like careers are wildly record. different. Yeah. He's not as famous as Lou Reed was then. This but, is true. But like as far as thought process creatively or what kind of stuff you want to be putting in out. The same like, yeah. yeah. But I was thinking also, he hasn't had nearly as many duds as Lou Reed. And I was thinking about this, that the fact that Lou Reed was kind of raised on like hits, like that whole like, like fucking any band that came out in the 60s and 70s just started putting out shitty, shitty music so quick <clears throat> outside of like David Bowie, maybe. In the well, 80s? Any, like in he any era. also, sadly. There's, I mean, I'm trying to think of anyone who has, who kind of had, I guess like Tom Waits, maybe. In the, who was good in the eighties or who who you mean eventually 70s, in their who career? started in the seventies that like didn't fuck up through like the eighties and nineties? Uh, no one. See, well, but, it depends on where you talk about talking heads. Well, smaller level, like I yeah, would say, heads. there are like smaller level bands. I think who, I don't know, like I'm, who? I mean, I, I don't have one to pull out of my ass. Ramones, maybe they, like, they put out a lot of good records. Yeah, of course, like this one good song on every record. Yeah, the the bigger names, <laughs> the bigger names. One out of fifteen, they still got it. <laughs> Yeah, the bigger names that you can think of have like weird valleys in their career, but some lower level bands I feel like are fairly consistent. 
but I can't. I mean, with that said, I can't think of one. Well, I was just thinking about how there's a lot of bands now that have been going for 20 years who have had consistently good records, like Deer Hunter or like Cass McCombs. Like a uh, lot. Deer Hunter. I'm not super into psych rock, but. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, because no, these bands uh, never had, like, hit-focused records in the first place, now it's a whole different... Like, they're having sure. these crazy long careers. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's sort of... I mean, <coughs> when you start to think about, like, the bizarre... Particularly with touring, where a band... I'm trying to, okay, a band like The Strokes is no longer... They're a touring entity, yep. but are no longer a band making records. But, like, that didn't really... The idea that, like... Lou Reed would stop making records after Transformer and then just tore it for 10 years. Yeah. Didn't really exist. We still made a lot of good records too. We did, but I'm saying like he, like pretend he didn't make any of those and he just toured his like core material. That's not really, a, that wasn't really a thing, I don't think. Or my, my, oh, is this my bias from being? No, I think you're right. Like Iggy Pop bias. was playing like those weird fucking metal shows in like the 80s and shit. Yeah. And it's like now you can kind of do that forever. Um, but you also are never going to be as big of a hit as Lou Reed was at his peak, kind of. Like, everyone makes ups and downs. And what you do is you just don't play the stuff from your downs. And you just play the, the first, like, you're a band like, um, oh, God damn Arcade like, Fire. A lot of, lot of stinkers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, and like, bands that have, like, super <clears throat> long careers. That, okay, The National, for example. Like, they well, don't play, I bet live they play nothing from their first two albums. And then... I don't believe that's true. I bet they do. I bet they play like all the whole thing. I, I think, think I think that's well, one thing on. too. The first two is self title and sad song from Dirty Lovers. I bet they throw at least one in the mix. Maybe one. I mean, that's like when, when you see like I think that's the thing with these smaller level bands or mid level like in, indie bands or whatever. They will they do know where they kind of came from, for lack of a better way of describing it. Spoon. It's like they will throw some old ones Spoon in. Spoon might not play any from their first record. I I, I that fucking telephone or whatever. I bet you're looking at like some some some. You're looking at the the Spotify playlist, being the set list for a lot of that stuff, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, you can. Uh, maybe maybe they don't. So but like bands like because that of that do I think more than bigger, more than like a. Fucking Neil Young or these bigger names that we're naming Lou Reed. Hey guys, like, this next song is about canned beans and how they're bad <laughs> yeah. for you. No, sorry, I'm not gonna play anything of a harvest. Uh, buy my fucking no. I mean his MP3 first LP, like whatever. his first self-titled LP. I doubt he plays anything off of that. Oh, or yeah. or someone of that level, or not? It's probably not gonna is, play anything off their very first release. Is there anyone that seems like a bigger piece of shit that we all love so much than Neil Young? <laughs> no, yeah, worship him. Fucking <laughs> love that dude. Made like a, like several like maybe perfect records. And then I would, like, if, if I saw him walking down the street, I would walk the other way. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> like spit in his face. Fucking piece of shit. Yeah. But no, yeah, I think this song's uh, about the Segway and how it's the future. <laughs> Fuck off, Neil. I think the uh Was he a Segway guy? I just, he made that whole record about electric cars. I'm just guessing. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh trans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was about the light rail. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I think the thing is with those like mid-level quote indie bands, they do have the sensibility of throwing in some of the old jams. Whereas someone who's a megastar doesn't necessarily need to recognize that era of their career because they didn't come like I don't know what I'm trying to say really, but I think also it makes the big sense bands, somewhere in there. <laughs> big bands, one thing they can get away with that you don't see a lot of indie bands doing the medley, uh, and I feel like 
band should well, throw that Alan, back in there. We just rules. saw Alan Jackson perform, and he was he full of them. A couple of medleys. <laughs> Dude, I love a good medley. He also... Well, Dude, just put it on the record like that. You're fucking King Crimson all of a sudden. Just, like, let it happen. <laughs> I, I got, Alan Jackson just put on a new prog, band, prog record. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, hope you all like time changes. <laughs> A new drummer. <laughs> you and, think that, uh, we got some, some out, kind of out there stuff for you. I like that tonight. you think that he's throwing weird time signatures even into his medleys. <laughs> it's like an interesting oh, yeah, idea. I was, I was going off the Alan Jackson Prague concept because yeah. <laughs> you said King Crimson. I like the idea of him being like, "Hey guys, here's my new double bass player. <laughs> his name is Buster. He's down from Colquitt County, Georgia. Like, give me a fucking break. Look, the the thing." I didn't like I guess the medleys I was not opposed to the songs that I happened to wanted to hear the most he medleyed yeah that makes um, sense and he did say to the crowd like hey man I got a lot of hits I'm just trying to get through everything <laughs> give me a second That's right. like straight up said it we're like God, you're so cool like because people were yelling so like, ah, ah. he's like oh look I swear if it's a hit I'm gonna try to play I will say that just I just remember something from when I saw Casman comes to the 506. There was a very inebriated lady there who looked out of place. Honestly, she looked, she would have been more in place at a Alan Jackson show, but she was at the cast. What and she, trying to say, Nathan? she was like, play country. <laughs> and she kept screaming it over and over again. And then eventually Casman comes was like, Hey, we're definitely going to play that song. <laughs> Please chill. <laughs> and then she was like, <laughs> and then he played a different song. And then when he finally played it, I thought she was going to fucking start like punching people. She was so excited. Hey, man, she's like, don't talk about it, be about it. It worked. She got country line played. How the fuck does a person get that into a single cast McCombs song, though? Playlist. I don't know. This is like maybe a little before the playlist era. Mm. Uh, was it in a TV show? Maybe. I don't know. The OC? <laughs> Might have been. Imagine if we'd have, I'm trying Nine, to think of 90,200. I'm trying to think of a song that I know for sure that you or I got really into uh, during a time period. And like, if we'd have gone to see them, what if they didn't play it? Like, do you remember how much we listened to that first girl single? Oh, yeah. What if I we, think about what, that still sometimes. What if sometime? we went and saw them on that tour and they didn't play that song? <laughs> I'd have fucking been pissed. <laughs> you, would have, you would have been the nuts out of the crowd. Like, like, dude, there's just one dude who's like, did not fit in. He was kind what of about that, uh, kept screaming at this one song. I was thinking about this. Who the fuck was this? That time that we all went to Baltimore and that we listened to songs like "What Happens in Chinatown." This comes up like once a year. I know. I think about it every once in a while because I can never fucking remember who it is At or this what point. Band it was. I can't remember who it is either. But we usually figure it out. We yeah. usually like look it yeah. up. Yeah, you probably Google out. what happens in Chinatown. It's harder than you would think because they weren't. It was just some random mix CD that I had. I wasn't expecting like. I think Matt like pulled it off of MySpace. That's what. That's yeah, this was the same one that I was on that. trip. This is the same van trip that you were. And they had the um, Shady Lane was on the mixtape. Yeah, I, Probably, I wasn't, yeah, it was like I wasn't expecting my radio to crap out or something like that, and we we ended up for some reason only having like two mix CDs in the whole. We band. had like sixteen songs <laughs> yeah. to last us for twelve. We had as many songs as people work. in the car. Somehow the radio didn't even work or something. <laughs> it was something like that, and he was like, "Well, I got this one fucking mix CD. Like, well, I guess I'll listen to this all the way to Baltimore and back." And it was brutal. <laughs> well, we went in silence sometimes too. That's how you got your nappy time in. <laughs> for, for the listener, uh, like I tried a to hellish hang, trip. hang tough with Matt. The, drove back the like, drive was hellish. The drive back like overnight, and it was like everyone else is like stone cold asleep. Like except for me, I was in the very very back, also we not able to sleep. Spots, well, I could have slept. Man. I could have slept in the front. No, you couldn't sleep because I had Beck on one side and Harris on the other, and their heads were like hitting me because they was, were passed out. He was asleep uh, to see me. Uh, Goes off a couple times. I just see Matt like, and I was like, oh, I wish I was up there. Like, 
<laughs> I was trying so hard to stay awake. Head for a <laughs> yeah, that's when I would hit the fucking deal. Yeah. <laughs> Good trip, though. Shout out to Wartscape. Fun time. R.I.P. R.I.P. Rips. Um, All right, so. This GTFO, fellas. Yeah. Cass McCombs, tip of the sphere. Or spear. What are words? <laughs> then I saw his podcast. What are words? <laughs> See you next week. Oh, wait. No, we're going to play. Oh. What? What's up? Plugs. Uh, halfway to Hopscotch. Halfway to Hopscotch coming up. Also, uh, me and Matt's first country band practice this weekend. Uh, shout out to that. <laughs> we're going to plug our practice. <laughs> We're talking about practice. Very excited about it. We're talking about practice. You can't plug the practice. Oh, we're, we're plugging practice, baby. Uh, so <laughs> Got to get the buzz going. Listen, some real pros. Uh, Got to get the buzz going from the, that's still from the first day. So send yeah, your yeah. Band throw, name throw a band name. D Mike had some okay ideas. Well, <laughs> I, I thought the Garth Trip conspiracy could work, but that was shot down pretty quick. The Garth Trip conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, I liked Garth Trip better than that. I don't well, like the so and so. Yeah. Garth Tritt's type, though. Not a real suggestion. Um, uh, halfway to Hopscotch, March 23rd at R&D Brewing. Um, Where is that? It's on Capitol right before Wade if you're coming into downtown. It's like yeah. on the right where that weird, there used to be that weird bar Reds or whatever kind of mm-hmm. over there, so, too. Matt, mm-hmm. remember Reds? It used to be over by the Bra Patch. No. Yep. Oh, well, maybe it used to. It what is, is, is it, it's not called Pennywise's Bra. It's like, what? <laughs> it was like Penny something. What the fuck is this? Wow, from It's Bra Patch. I was thinking the it's, fucking it, I swear uh, to God, Warped Tour like band. Um, over by the Bra Patch, the Reds used to be there, and then it moved to Capitol Boulevard, and then it became like a golf superstore, and then now up past that is R&D Brewing. Cool. Yeah, there's a raccoon outside. Look at that damn thing. Look. Look. Where? Right there, dude. I really don't see it. Motherfucker, it's underneath my bumper. Look at it. Still right there. Oh, oh, Get a picture that. of that raccoon. Put it on the pod. Uh, I'm in the gram. He's on. He's on. That thing is moving. Fucking marsupial. <laughs> <laughs> marsupial. Okay. Do so you know, uh, they're related to panda bears. Did I saw one of those things in a tree next to my fucking second story? Panda bear or a raccoon? Uh, whichever one's in North Carolina. Well, we just saw one. <laughs> a block away from where my house used to be. I'm guessing it was that one. Right. But uh, I saw it, that thing up close when it's like fucking two feet from your... It was like hanging from the tree. And it scared the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, What's it hanging like, for? I don't know. It was just in the tree. It was just in the tree like on the fucking around. branch. Kind of like... It was just... Thank in you. my head, it was like this hanging by its hands. I know it wasn't, but I think it was hanging by its head, hands Pause. staring directly at me. By its hands. Our paws, whatever the fuck it is. The ones next to his head. Look, his thumbs are wrapped right around that tree branch. <laughs> Might have been a person. I don't know. I think he saw a dude. Um, All right, halfway to Hopscotch, March 23rd. Already brewing aging. off of Capitol Boulevard. <laughs> Loads of parking, uh, food, drinks, bands, records. All the things you love. CBD. CBD? You me CBD there? CBD. <laughs> Um, what else? Uh, April 13th at Trophy is the uh, MLB to Rally uh, event. Matt, you got anything to plug? No. I'm, well, I'm also playing some shows. The shows I'm playing are will they, be... Are they, when are they happening? After March 23rd? Yeah. And I can't remember. Or mine are before that. I don't think I have anything after. Well, mine, no, mine are after that. Check the show schedule. I don't remember. 
The Ma- show schedule. He didn't, he didn't say so, what. So got a show schedule. He didn't say what band you're talking about. What website to look at. Um, we'll check all the show schedules. Every Jimmy Vizess is playing some shows, and I think Dinwiddie's are playing some shows. Maybe. Oh yeah, Dinwiddie's do have a gig with Shy Boys. That's right. Really? Oh, it's on that calendar right there. He's out. And, he's allowed to be out and about. I know he got special permission to be on the pod. Big but. time, baby. First show back. Reunion well, show. Those, those kids are like young now. They might just be sleeping a little bit. Well, Nathan's a parenting expert. Um, <laughs> I just I hear secondhand. All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the Nice Breath Podcast again, of course. Um, you know where to find us. Follow us. Like us. Talk to us. Uh, Shout out to baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. Shout out to baseball, dude. <laughs> Shout out to baseball. Shout off to Enoch talking about baseball. I, I hate to do it, but I have to agree. <laughs> um, it hurts a little bit, but what are you going to do? All right. Real recognize real. All right. See you next week. Bye.
captain not to let me show except under God if no faith is placed in this letter Your coaches were not molested by all I can't see. 